Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode two of Backup Stories, this time with Fixed Audio. My name is Justin Townsend. As always, I'm here with my good friend, Mr. Rob Newmeyer. How's it going? Before, Rob, we get into uh, the tons of books that we're going to talk about this week, uh -huh. there's been some news. Some big comic book news came out this week, and you and I were all over it. They announced a new Avengers team, and as Marvel is wanted to do, they make a big deal about it. And so they released an image with blacked out characters and Rob and I were taking guesses at who was going to be on the team. And we actually did pretty good. I think we brought up every single name that was there. Um, it wasn't much of a mystery. No, I think, no, no, no. I, I that, think the character was... they got out right at, um, that might've been a little bit difficult was a Miss Marvel. Well, that Her was, silhouette yeah. would have been a little bit more difficult to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the first image that yeah. they showed anyway. So, what do you think of the team? I'm happy. Well, let's go. Let's quickly go over, go through the rundown of who's on this team. Okay. So the first two images they showed were uh, Thor, uh, the female version, since we don't know what her name is yet, and uh, Miss Marvel. Uh huh. After that, they showed who was it? They showed um, Nova. Nova and, and the Vision. Yes, I think it was the Vision. Was it both on that side? It yeah, was. Yeah. Okay. And then they showed uh, Sam Wilson's Captain America. Uh, well, no, then the whole thing just got leaked. Yeah, then the whole thing unfortunately <laughs> got leaked. And it was Sam Wilson's Captain America, uh, Miles Morales as Spider-Man, mm -hmm. and uh, there is an Iron Man in this team. The real question is, do you think that's really Iron Man? I don't think it's Tony, no. No? I think it's Pepper. What makes you think that? It just it just makes sense for the makeup of that team. Um, I think the Vision's going to be the only like old school ish Avenger there. Uh, everyone else is you know a legacy character or someone new. When did Sam join the Avengers? Sam was uh, was in the on the Avengers. Yeah, at yeah. some point he was asked to join like early on. So that was he's still like a, a like a pretty old character then, even though he's not hasn't been Avenger in like let's say the previous ten years, but Correct, he, yeah. he was one way back when. When do you think he joined? Was it like the seventies? Uh, see, I would have looked it up. I I'm not sure. I'm not it, sure. It's it's definitely early on. Okay, now. so then then okay, so he's definitely an early member of the team. Mm -hmm. Is there anybody on the team uh, that you wish? wasn't or do you wish you could add a member to the team no well first off i don't think this is the only avengers team there's gonna be another avengers book um i don't think that this is it all right well let's just jump into the uh it's mark wade writing the book uh, -huh. uh and so you think that he's gonna have two avengers books out sure yeah i think they're gonna stick with the formula like hickman had where it's you know Avengers and new Avengers, but now it'll be this Avengers book and you know another Avengers book. I have a feeling, not have a feeling. I just, I just think that they have to, not even have to. I just think there'll be another more traditional Avengers type book. My only issue with that is who is going to fill out that roster. Well, we don't know. We don't know what the state of anything is going to be at that yeah. point. But I don't see there being no Captain America, no. You know, Iron Man. Yeah, no... but they've done stuff. I mean, in the new Avengers run, Captain America was there for a while, and then it was Bucky holding the shield. Thor wasn't on that team. Uh, Iron Man. Well, at that point, they split into Avengers and New Avengers, and Iron Man wasn't, or it was actually Mighty Avengers and New Avengers back then. Iron Man wasn't on the team, 
I mean, they, they've done it before. But you got to figure, so at the start of Hickman's run, the Avengers run, you kind of had everyone there. You know, they wanted to grow. They wanted to branch out. Correct. Because they wanted to face bigger threats to, to be prepared. Uh, then when that all fell apart, there has been no traditional Avengers team for that's what true. now, two years? Maybe? Yeah, that's true. So right now I there's think, three Avengers teams running around. Yeah. So I, I think now will be kind of the the coming together of of the original Avengers again. I don't know. I, ju I just have a feeling that Secret Wars is such a thing, though, that we have no idea what's going to happen when the dust settles. Like uh -huh. it's such a big spanning thing like the company's never done anything quite like this before i mean putting dozens of books on hiatus while creating all the battle world stuff so we really don't know uh the only thing that we're sure of now is that you know as rumors foretold for pretty much forever miles is joining the 616 uh -huh. which is amazing i'm i'm very happy <laughs> okay so if miles is joining the 616 and it pretty much proves that he is who's writing that book is Bendis still writing that book? See, I, I, don't I, know. I, I thought I, that I you would have wanted way to write that book. I definitely would have wanted way to write that book, but I'm, I'm happy with him writing Miles, you know, period. So, so th that's fine. I don't think Bendis will be writing it. I think he'll step away from Miles. Um, and all right, so if Wade can't write him, who, who would you like to see take a crack at Miles? It's it's hard to say. I mean, will there even be like a single Miles book? Will there just be like a Spider-Man team book? Will there be? I can't picture them taking Miles and bringing him to the six one six and making him a character that's only in a team up book. I, I, I think well, no, he no, no, has to. Saying... I think he has to have his own book. Okay, he's such an important character that they're actually importing him from another universe. Uh -huh. You figure he's going to have his own book. If Howard the Duck has his own book, Miles kind of has to. But then. It, it also throws into what are they going to do with Peter? You know that that all falls into. Play. I mean, it could they could they have a whole tree of Spider books right now. Uh -huh. uh, Spider Woman, amazing Silk Gwen Gwen. Well, Gwen's not in is not in the six one six, but I mean she's part of that tree as well. Yeah, but what if if this is combining everything? You, what you are think, they going to do with Gwen? So then Gwen's coming over. I don't mm. I don't know, but well, we don't. The, the thing is, we're going to have to see because. Gwen's book, Spider Gwen, is not part of either the Ultimate Universe or the 616. And we know that at the end or right at the cusp of Secret Wars, all the other universes are destroyed. So I don't know if Gwen's thing is just its own separate entity out there that they're doing, because what would be the point of giving her her own book and then canceling out her universe is what makes her so interesting. Uh -huh. Like I like Daredevil as a bad guy. Like uh -huh. I like their versions of characters. I want to see more of that and not just import her over. They they it's a universe that's out there. She knows of Peter. She knows yeah, of Spider-Ham. Yep. Uh she was involved in the whole Spider-Verse thing. So if this is getting rid of all these other universes then Oh that would be something. That would be really something if they introduced it and then got rid of it that quickly. I don't. I don't know if they're that's... not going to get rid of it. No, no. I mean, how are they going to fold it in? How are they going to fold it in? Yeah, it just it'll be interesting to see. For me, if I had to pick a writer to tackle Miles, who would it be? My fir first name that comes to mind. I don't. I don't know why. It's just Charles Soule. Like I think. I think he'd be an interesting guy to, to tackle it. Uh huh. I'm not sure if he's the right guy. No, I don't think they they would use him for something like that. I think. 
I think he's like more of the the bigger team projects at, at the what moment. What about Tom Taylor? Oh, I would do. Yeah, definitely. Tom Taylor could work. Uh-huh. I think it would be perfect. Rob's a big fan of Tom Taylor. Mm-hmm. His Injustice stuff was fantastic. Injustice. And he's doing really good stuff with Superior Iron Earth Man. Two, the Earth 2 DC book was yeah, true. absolutely amazing. So you think that Wade is going to be doing two Avengers books whenever Secret Wars ends. That, that's interesting. I mean, I'm fine with Wade writing. I, I love his Daredevil run. Which segue, let's talk about Daredevil. Hey, ooh. Number 14. Uh-huh. This book has had a lot of relaunches as well. What would you think of this book? New characters. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was great. I love Matt's cockiness. Uh, um, I lo- like When you and me were texting back and forth, the word that I used was like, this book is delightful. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a brand new Matt Murdock in here. We're going to jump into a little bit of spoilers. Uh, it, even still... Spoiling the book, it doesn't it isn't going to stop the enjoyment of it. So Matt's apparently abandoned the costume, and he's running around in a red and black suit, which uh-huh. has a belt buckle with Daredevil on it, and he's fully just taken and run with this idea of I don't need the Daredevil costume anymore. Everyone knows who I am, and I'm just Matt Murdock and Daredevil at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I found that to be really amazing. Yeah, I mean to see him like fully running around fighting crime with no mask on it. It's cool. And like, and that signing smirk, autographs, yes, signing autographs and that smirk and smile. He keeps the cane cause he likes it as a weapon. Yeah. Um, and he just feels like there's a whole bunch of like pressure lifted off of his, you know, shoulders. I mean, longtime fans of Daredevil knows like he came from just the bottom. I mean, starting with the Bendis run, then going through Brewbreaker all the way up. And I mean, when Wade took over the book, it was like a breath of fresh air. And this, this feels like not like a breath of fresh air. This feels like hanging your head out of the car window in the mountain somewhere. Like that's mm-hmm. how fresh this feels. It's exciting. The only thing that makes me nervous is it's not going to last. Something bad's got to happen. We already know Wade's leaving the book. So we got to figure where is he going to leave this character? And he's, Got, I'm going to say less than six or seven issues left. I like what can he do to make it horrific? Like, I don't see him killing off. It's Daredevil. That's what happens. The no, women, I, bad stuff happens to his to the women in his life. Okay. She is too good of a character. I really liked his previous wife. Mm. I can't remember her name right now. But the, you know, something um, with an M, the blind one, right? Yes, yeah. I, I, her name is slipping in my head. But like, I was like, oh, that was like a really good character. And then like bad stuff happens. Granted, that wasn't Wade. And with Wade, we really haven't seen any of that darkness. Like it's been hinted at. You know, his depression has come up, but they've tackled it in different ways where he didn't uh-huh. succumb to it. So, you know, it's going to be really interesting, but I mean, man, this book is, this book is so good. Yeah. If you haven't been reading it, um, definitely jump on. Yeah. You have to pick it up from the beginning of this run. Yeah. The thing about Daredevil is that it's week in and week out. So good that it's, it's kind of easy to take it for granted. You know, I, I've, I've mentioned that to everybody who I've talked to about this book. Like you kind of forget that it's so good all the time. You're like, oh, yeah, Daredevil, yeah. But when you sit back and you read an issue like this, you're like, Jesus Christ, Like this book is really, really good. Yeah, I mean, th- this issue was excellent, and it's nowhere near the best of of either of the two no. series that, that Wade it just feels It just feels different, and that's, uh-huh. that's something pretty cool. Yes. 
Now, before we started tonight, you came over and you showed me a book that I had never seen before, and you had told me to read it. I read it. It's fantastic. Yeah. What is um, it? We cannot go home. We cannot go home. Uh, Black Hood, right? Black Mask. Black Mask. God, never. I, I now I had never heard of this company before. It's a it's a new publisher. They've they've been around for about a year at this point, I think. Um, very very overlooked. But I read this book last night, and I just thought it was absolutely amazing. Um, just the way that all of the characters talk to each other. Um, it has some of the best like back and forth dialogue that made me laugh. And it it's like real world talk. It's not like, you know, hey, comic booky type talk, I guess you could say. Oh, no, absolutely. That's what you told me when you handed it to me. It's like they talk like real people. And I'm looking for the line right now. Why don't you give a, like a quick synopsis of what's going on in the book while I look for this line? Sure. Uh, it's set in 1989, uh, small town. Um, you have your, you know, main male and female teenage characters. Um, and this one, I don't want to spoil it because I absolutely want people to go out and read this book. Uh, but you know, if you're not, if we're not going to spoil it, then we'll just say, you know, it, it, it's teenagers in the late eighties dealing with like high school problems with a twist. Uh-huh. And that's, that's pretty much all we'll say because you're right. This book was so fantastic. I mean, you were sitting here watching me read it and I was just like, wow, yeah. like here's just like a, like a brief, a brief thing. Um, and you said you, you had actually written this, this part down here that you, like you thought it was so, so good. Yep. Uh, so you have two characters walking here, uh, boy and girl. And he says to her, you look cold, take my uh, sweatshirt. I don't need any grand romantic gestures. Jesus Christ, you're cold. I have a sweatshirt. It's not so hard. Like, just good. Like, just a, like a very small example of like how to do character interaction that feels natural. Like, I, that is something I could picture any teenage boy saying. Like, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have to be a, a thing. Uh, there's more of that in here, but like, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. The whole book is, is full of back and forth. So like that. Um, and like Justin said, big twists, uh, crazy ending. And like, I want number two right now. Oh, after I read it, I, I said like, I want this on my pull immediately. Uh, uh-huh. now I, I have a feeling the first issue is going to be pretty hard to find, which is unfortunate. I think the, the print run was not that big for it. So either check out your shop like right away to make sure that like all of the speculators haven't picked it up because the book is going like I, I checked online and it's selling for like ten fifteen dollars for for just the first issue it should be three ninety nine at at your comic store would that be like would that be something that you ever recommend like if a book is so good would you pay fifteen bucks for it. <laughs> I, like say I don't you, know. say it's, we it's, don't like say people can't find this. They they go to the store for they they don't do a, a reissue, and you know it's like we're already captivated by the story. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend it enough that people be like you know just go on eBay and grab the first issue? It was that good. It's it's rough because I I don't like it when that happens when when a book comes out that week like it happened with another book with uh, Darth Vader number three. That book's selling for twenty dollars right now. Really? Yeah, and it's sold out absolutely everywhere. Wow. So it depends. Uh, I have a feeling like if you could wait for the trade, wait for the trade and that'll be fine. But if you are a single issue person and you, you know, you need to have these books, then I think it's worth 10 bucks at least. 
Oh yeah. I mean, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Like for a book, it's a wonderful feeling when Rob hands you a book and he's like, I think you need to read this. Mm. And it's something that you've never heard of before. Didn't have any advanced solicits and you sit there, you read it and you were like, wow, this was, this was something special. Like just the writing alone makes it worth it. And uh -huh. I cannot wait to see what happens with these characters, where they go, you know, it's really interesting. Uh, we don't want to spoil anything, so we'll, no. I think we'll leave it there. Okay. You mentioned Darth Vader number three. Yes. Let's talk about it. Okie dokie. I don't uh, like. Uh, well, go ahead. You start. I don't like Star Wars. I don't like Star Wars at all. Uh huh. And I like this book so much. I, I like it. So, well, I'm in. I'm in the same boat. Like I, I'm very casual Star Wars fan. Uh, you know the original movies, obviously. Um, the animated stuff I absolutely love. Clone Wars and uh, Rebels, I'm I'm really really into, but I don't know a lot of like all the backstory stuff, you know, the extended universe stuff. So this to me is is like even though a lot of these characters are are already established, it's like me finding out stuff for for the first time. I've never actually seen the first three movies all the way through okay and i like sci-fi uh -huh. it's just i've never and i've, I've talked with bobby shortle about this like i have a problem going backwards and watching stuff that was made in the past and like and i'm like ah that looks fake like that looks like a, a vacuum hose like i always and star wars actually i have to be fair is very good about that stuff i just it's a, like a personal thing with me i've never been able to like go back and watch old stuff but i've seen like 99.9 percent .9 of all the movies just never in the right order we never like my family wasn't big into it um so i i didn't have it as a kid and then once i became an adult like i saw the the prequel films and i was like oh you know that was all right like you know i I'd, I'd never rewatched them or anything like that so like to say i'm like the most casual of casual star wars fans would be an accurate description i'm excited for the movies that are coming out um i'm excited to see what happens with that stuff um but as far as like the the rest of the history of the universes never read any of the books never watched any of the tv shows never really been involved in any of it i've always been like curious of like all right well what happens after return of the jedi but never knew where to jump on even when the marvel got the license and announced they were going to be making these books i was like ah, i'm not going to i'm not going to read them but you know i figured why not I'll, I'll give them a shot uh and i liked star wars but then i read vader and i'm not like a villain book type of guy Oh, I am. Uh, I, I haven't read the Magneto series or the Loki series. I've read a little bit of Sinestro. Well, the old um, Thunderbolt stuff is great. I have to actually go back and read that because I like the Thunderbolts. Uh -huh. But I read the first issue of Darth Vader, and I thought it was like intriguing. I, I, I liked the way that he was written. It was easy for me to see him not as a concept, like not as, oh, there's Darth Vader. Like I was seeing him as Anakin Skywalker. Like, oh, I, I, I watched those prequel movies. I see where he came from and what he became and – so like that's how I'm viewing him, and this is like this is going in places I didn't expect it to go. I thought it was all going to be you know stuff with the emperor, and it's not. Yeah, you almost feel like bad for Darth Vader, and especially in this issue because you see how much he's actually lost, and he's he's like struggling to try and get get it all back. I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, and especially in this, uh, again, light spoilers, but. It's right on the cover. He's he's trying to remake his own kind of C three PO and R two D two, and he does to yeah. great effect. Oh, it's, and it's they're hilarious. murderous. Yep, you have assassination droids, and oh, it's it's funny. So basically, um, he goes to find a certain someone who 
built these characters who knows like how to who uh knows how to fix the droids i guess you could say and asks her to help him out and from there they uh they they know where they're going next i guess you could say like i said i don't want to heavy heavy spoil it well yeah i mean the concept of the book is intriguing uh vader picks up after star wars number one and in star wars number one from marvel they show Luke and Darth Vader. Uh, Vader, they, they engage, and Vader knows he's the one that blew up the Death Star, but it doesn't know that it's his son yet. And so this is like Dar- the the book Darth Vader is kind of his way of continuing and finding out more about Luke. He has the lightsaber, so it's like he's trying to uh, investigate more into into who Luke is, and he also is dealing with you know political things in the Empire. He's he's being watched like you, you do feel bad for him in a way. And so this is him building up his own forces and also going to find out who Luke Skywalker is. And it's just it's fun. Like the interaction between this girl and Vader, it's like not what you're thinking. It's kind of like that stoic bad guy who's sitting there and not saying anything. And then he has this other person with them who just never shuts up. And that's like an interesting interplay there between those two type of characters. Uh, yeah, like all of his answers are one or two words. I and... have nothing to say about this. It's uh-huh. like, how about we go here? He's like, I have no thoughts about there. And and she's like a wall of text. So it's yeah. a it's it's a lot of fun. And like, if you're not into Star Wars and you've at least seen the movies and have some concept of who the uh, who these characters are, I mean, Darth Vader's only at issue three, but you're saying that it's selling out now. It's three you can't find. Well, you can find it digitally. That's yeah. a good thing, at yes. least. I recommend going back and picking up the Darth Vader series. It's at issue three. Um, you can read it standalone. It's not, I mean, they they, they show Luke and uh, Vader meeting in Star Wars number one, but I'm not even reading Star Wars anymore. I've only been reading Darth Vader, and I, I think that if I can do it, anybody could do it. Yeah, I definitely think it's, this is the one out of the, the Princess Leia, Star Wars, and Darth Vader. I would choose Darth Vader. Um, and there's another miniseries about to start too. What's so. that miniseries? Oh, does that have something to do with the cartoon? No, 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 no. But the name is skipping my skipping my mind. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about it one whenever it comes out. I just know because I ordered it. There you go. Yeah, but there's a fourth one starting. So, what do we got right here? Invincible, number one eighteen. Focus. There we go. Uh, We're bringing this up because we love Invincible number one and number two. This is probably the best jumping on point like if you're not going to go back and read everything uh this is where to start it's only 25 cents 25 cents yep um i'm sure you have that laying like under your car mat or in your uh in your couch and they wrote they said we really want you to try this comic that's why it's only 25 cents uh-huh. um the first two or three pages no it's more than that actually one two three four five six okay. six pages of 117 issues crammed into six pages. And they, uh-huh. I mean, they do a good job with catching you up. Yeah, they, they recap all the big, important things that, that happened in the series. Um, but this immediately starts off, uh, and it's hilarious. Again, I, I, I just want you to go pick this book up. Um, yeah, we're not going to... There, there's a couple of books this week that we feel like we just want to tell you, like, hey, we, we like this, go read it. And we're not going to jump into heavy spoilers or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, Invincible is 118 issues in. And if you pick up this book and, you know, read, you'll, you'll get caught up on it. But we definitely want people to read Invincible because, like I, we mentioned in episode zero, we think it's 
one of the best comics on the stand, if not superhero comics on the stand. Mm -hmm. And we really like it. So definitely check out Invincible 118. And that is one of the two books we'll be talking about this week with, uh, with a big toilet scene. Oh, yeah. Just keep that in mind. Big toilet scenes. <laughs> Fun. And what do you got here? Oh, God. Let's talk <laughs> about Hickman, all right? Let's talk about New Avengers. What is this? Number 32. Rob, what's going on? I don't understand what's happening. Okay, so everything's coming to to a, a clash, I would guess you would say. Um, they They know who the big bads are. Which we didn't even get into a couple of weeks ago when we started this. Uh -huh. So there's two teams causing the excursions. One of the Beyonders and the other is Doctor Doom, which we find out in the last issue of Avengers proper. So none of that, uh, the Doctor Doom stuff's not referenced in here at all. Uh, about four or five issues ago, I'd say, we saw Hyperion, Thor, and some of the other castmates mm -hmm. or team members go through this portal uh, that um, AIM created to go meet whatever's causing the incursions head on. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens in this book. I mean, five, four or five issues have passed since then, and now we're seeing what happened. And uh, yeah, it was something. Yep. You just find out that, that the Beyonders are no one to F with because, uh, I mean, to even take down one is insane. Yeah, like, see, that was that was the thing that kind of surprised me. So we have this group going to meet these two Beyonders. I mean, uh -huh. the writing in, the, in in Hickman books are just so superb. Uh, I'm getting to the page here. So basically, they go to this dimension or universe. Everything is black except for this one white fissure. And it says in well, – what, what would you say that font is? It's It's kind of like old times – like old English, like almost yeah. like an old English font. Yep. It says we are beyond dreamers, destroyers, all of reality, our whim. Who dare stand before us? And then we have Thor, uh, holding up the hammer of Thor. Thor. Extra uh, R. Extra R. Um, see, this is where Hickman really gets into like some deep stuff. So for those trying to keep track at home, twenty issues ago, an alternate group of Avengers came. Uh, they're kind of they were evil, and the Avengers defeated them. Mm -hmm. uh, but that Thor had an extra R in his name, and he left his hammer here on this earth. Since th this hammer, since he was a bad guy, you have to be unworthy. So wouldn't you know it, our Thor, 616 uh, Thor, is able to pick up this hammer because he's unworthy to hold his. He can hold up this other one and still cause some serious damage with it. So he, he decides that he's going to go on in, into this, this portal and, and meet these Beyonders. And... Uh, it was very heroic. It was good to see. A lot of the, uh, uh, what I had mentioned to Rob was a lot of ever since Thor lost his hammer, he's been very mopey. Yeah. Mopey and downtrodden and upset. And he, he reverses all that in like a very, very meaningful way. And it was nice to see him stand up and, and use the term Avengers again. Yeah. And to see him laugh. Yeah. Even like I want a Hyperion Thor. Like oh yes, because uh, they are like brother in arms. Uh, I I want them to span universes and you know just just f around and beat the crap out of people because I think it would be perfect. It's I want a buddy cop book with them in the worst way. I've been telling that to uh -huh. everybody who I've been talking to about this book is like they are so good together. Um, their conversations have been like 
short. Like before they went into this portal, there was a conversation between the two of them. And I was like, oh, that's really good. And then here, I mean, in this book, they go on. So basically they have to, they have to tackle these two, uh, these two beyonders. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we're going to get a little spoilers on this one. So if yeah. you're looking to, to stay spoiler free, I would tune out for like the next two or three minutes, but they go, they meet the beyonders. It doesn't go well. Uh, they, they manage to take out two of them. The entire team does, but at the end, the team is wiped except for Thor and Hyperion. Thor is now missing his metal arm. And there's this really, really interesting scene where the fissure opens more and now there's just hundreds of these things coming out. And you, you see the two of them looking to this look and then Hyperion goes, we're going to die here today. And Thor says, I, and then dot, dot, dot. And it's just like a very powerful thing that you have these two heavyweights that have always been able to tackle anything and they're like we're we're gonna die here today uh-huh. and then they they you know thor goes into let, let it be on our terms you know and hyperion asks will you wait for me at the gates of ohala oh uh, yeah he said i'll race you there and he says no nah, i'm gonna race you there because uh-huh. he's thor and the best part of this whole issue is what rob uh i mean be- because now he's standing up to all this and and he's come to acceptance with his death um, he becomes worthy again, and now he can't carry the hammer of extra Arthur. Who, you know, you have to be unworthy. Uh, so he just, he goes to pick up this hammer. He's reaching, he can't pull it up, and they, they make sure that you can see it says the word unworthy, and he just, like, reaches back and laughs. Laughs, yep, that was hilarious. And uh, the book ends with them taking on this horde. We, we don't know what happens. I don't think they're dead. No, because there's another big flash at the end, I'm sure. Something, you know, some kind of teleport or yeah. whatever, but but still, it's, it, it is, doesn't take away from the moment. No, not at all, not at all. So, I mean, if you've been following Hickman's run, uh, you know, we're getting we're getting close to the end, and it's really exciting, and everything's coming together, and I'm confused as anything. So, as we go through this, you're gonna see my confusion just grow, and Rob will be here to save the day. Speak of your next book, sir. Let's talk about the Valiant. Mm-hmm. This is number four of four. It's a miniseries on episode zero. We talked about my love of the, the Valiant universe and how much I'm enjoying their books. And uh, so the Valiant, um, I actually got to back in Comic-Con in uh, New York City Comic-Con in October. Uh, I had the pleasure of interviewing um, Warren uh, Simons, uh, who is the editor-in-chief of Valiant Comics. And I was terrified and nervous, but... I got to I got to ask him about the uh, what they called Valiant Next, and the Valiant was their lead book. Uh, they had brought in Jeff Lemire, mm-hmm. uh, who was going to be working with Matt Kint on like a couple of, of new stories, and the Valiant was what they described as their way of trying to bring new readers in. You know, they're they're about thirty five issues in with most of their books. Their 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 main books, which are like Archer and Armstrong, Exo Man of War, um, Harbinger. And they've been adding in some new books, Quantum and Woody. Uh, there was like a Bloodshot um, series that really didn't get off the ground. And I mean, they, they, they've been doing well. Um, not as well as I would have hoped, judging from what Rob tells me, since you have the sales numbers every week. They're, 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 they're trying. And The Valiant is like their big push. Yeah. I mean, they, they went out and, you know, got Kint and uh, Lemire to to sit there and be like, look, reshape our universe. Um, you know, let us know what we should do. And how do you think, uh, 
how do you think that they did? How do you think that that this will play out for them? I'm not going to spoil this. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I, I mean, judging from what from what I'm seeing at, at store levels, I, I think it's doing well. Good. Um, you know, people are are sticking with with the Valiant, and uh, I mean, Ninjak went to second print, which Ninjak was really good. Uh huh. Um, Divinity, excellent. Divinity has been doing really well as well. And I've, Ty, I've uh, Time Walker. Time Walker. Um, yeah, so I, I think that people are really seeing that this is just a well-structured structured universe that that it's it's easy. Now it is. It's easy to jump into. You could just pick up the Valiant and you know just pick out what characters you like from there and follow them. You don't need to know every single little thing. Yeah. Uh, so the premise of the Valiant, uh, is uh, there is what um, and on this earth there are geomancers, which are kind of like the best way to describe it as kind of like they're one with the planet. Mm-hmm. And there's a geomancer every generation, I'm going to say. And there is the eternal warrior who is sent to protect them. And then there is the eternal or um, enemy who is sent to destroy them. And every time a geomancer is killed, mankind plunges into like a dark age. And so far, um, the tally has been really, really stacked in the Eternal Enemy's favor. He's uh-huh. killed all of the Geomancers. Eternal Warrior hasn't been able to protect one. But now he feels like it's different because he has the Valiant, the Valiant Universe, there to help him take this enemy down. So it's a four-issue miniseries. It wraps up here. I'm going to say it wraps up in a very unexpected way. Kind of didn't expect them to do what they're going to do. Uh, but I thought that it ended in an uh, unexpected yet intriguing way, and I do think it is a really good gateway into this universe. Like I, mm-hmm. I agree with Rob. You could pick this up. You don't have to read anything before. And the characters here, they introduce heavily. They introduce the Eternal Warrior, which you can find in a lot of books. Uh, he runs. He has a couple of his own miniseries going. Um, and uh, you could, you could, like Rob said, just see which characters you like and take it from there. But Valiant is good stuff, and they're really, really starting to run on all cylinders. Um, I like, you know, trying to get Bobby uh, Shortle to read Valiant was a chore, to say the least. And uh, oh, he couldn't stop once he started. Yeah, once he started, you, you, you like you, you can't stop. That that's what's great about it is that it's like a really well made and well thought out universe with some of the most intriguing characters I've ever read. Yeah, no, I'm 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 excited. I'm happy for Valiant. Um, you know the the whole '90s thing is that happened with a lot of companies, obviously. Yeah. Um, but they had some very enthusiastic uh, enthusiastic people that that bought up the company and wanted to make it a thing again. And I think they're doing really good things. So definitely check them out. Uh, if you're going to listen to me about anything, I would say Invincible and Valiant. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm going to be hammering home a lot. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully somebody listens to this and goes out and tries it. I would definitely recommend it. Batman and Robin, number 40. The, the last end. one of the book. Damn, this book was so good. I know. I wish Tomasi just could write this forever. I mean, I, I think Batman and Robin is probably one of the more underrated books for DC in uh-huh. the last couple of years. Like, you know, Batman gets all the attention. Um, Batman Eternal, the weekly book, gets a ton of attention just for, you know, its continued quality. But like sitting there humming along for the last couple of years, I mean, further than that, back when Damien Dick was still Batman, this is like great book. It's just like a great, you know, we we mentioned the term before, but like a like a buddy cop book. And it comes to its conclusion here in a 
very satisfying, heartfelt way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the father and son aspect between those two characters is is great to see Bruce actually like deeply care for someone and show it. Um, I think it's a, a, a cool little thing that he does. I always liked this book. And then I became a father. And when Damien died, there was an issue where Damien was like, um, you know, Bruce is in the Batcave. I think it was a mostly silent issue. I think it was a silent issue, except for Bruce finds a letter from his son, Damien, um, that he had written him before he had passed. And it was extremely emotional. And like the book grabbed me in like a different way then. And then Bruce's, you know, it was Batman and Two-Face or Batman and Frankenstein and Batman and Catwoman and Batman and Batgirl all about trying to get Damien back. And uh, Damien's back now. Spoilers. Uh, you could tell that from the cover. He's flying. Uh, this issue deals with the power set uh, problem that he, they've been dealing with. Damien's having Superman-type powers. Um, and it ends in just like the best possible way this this particular book could have ended. Like this particular concept doesn't work in Scott Snyder's Batman book. No. No, and even Scott it, Snyder himself, you, you've said what he yeah, like, mentioned about Damien before. Scott Snyder, I thought, said one of the, the coolest things I've ever seen a writer say. You know, a fan asked him, like, hey, are you going to be tackling Damien's powers at all? And uh, Scott said, you know, like, uh, no, you're not going to see Damien in my book. Like, I have a really hard time writing that character. Like, he, he was difficult to grasp for Scott Snyder. And I thought that was extremely honest and forthright. Like, Hey, I have no idea how to write this character. Mm -hmm. It's like a weird thing, especially when you consider like that Batman book, like where does Damien fit in there? He really, really doesn't. And that's why this book exists to create that father son dynamic. And, uh, with that dynamic in play that the way that they wrap it up is really special. Yeah. Uh, if, if you haven't been reading this run now, especially as a time, just, Go pick up the first few trades, or pick up the first trade, see if you like it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you don't like Damien as a character, I, I'd say go for for it because of how Bruce handles him and and the emotional aspect that, that Bruce lets out. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, we don't really ever get to mention it, uh, but the art by, where is his name? Gleason. They mm -hmm. always, oh, they do it in the back they of the do book. They do it in the back, yeah. Where is it? It is. It's it's beautiful stuff. Great colors too. Patrick Gleason. There we go. I'm uh -huh. sorry. Uh, is is really really good. Okay. I think the last five books we're gonna kind of do rapid fire. Yeah. It's it's gonna be fast pace. Just to, it's it's books we don't want to spoil, but we're gonna mention. Uh, so we have Walking Dead issue one thirty nine, start of a new storyline, and a character that hasn't been in the book for about eight issues returns. Cool stuff boats water yeah if you had fallen off the walking dead um during like the all-out war thing uh, and i was actually close to doing it as well uh at that point just because i was so tired of the conflict something happened right after that um that it was really special for the story i mean the world that uh kirkman's crafted is fantastic uh, uh -huh. the characters like there's a lot of just standing around and talking in this issue and i couldn't ask for anything more it's really yeah. good yeah i mean it, it all takes place like just sitting on the dock talking there's a boat yeah a boat comes in <laughs> that's a uh, rob gave me that from matt kent and i'm just going to read the synopsis and you can decide if you think it's cool it's it's our second 
someone on the crapper book. Oh yeah, that was that, that happens in here too. When an unknown error sends them much further into the past than anticipated, five t uh, deep time explorers crash land in the Hawaiian rainforest of the primitive 21st century. Their ship destroyed and their chrono beacon shattered. The team finds themselves hopelessly lost 1.2 million years in the past with no way home. And this book takes place one year later. So that's happened. One year passes. And these time travelers are stuck in our time. And they think of us as this primitive, you know, stupid society. Uh, some things happen. Some things I do not understand. Uh, these people cannot die. And they're trying to figure out a way to get themselves back to the future. Why they can't die, I have no idea. They don't reference it. It's something that we're going to have to find out. But it's an interesting concept, and I really liked the first issue. Excellent. Uh, Batman 66, number 21. I bring this up because I love Lord Deathman. If you've read any of the Batman manga, um, like a crazy, campy character, obviously a campy series, uh, I highly suggest this is kind of like a one-off thing. You could just pick this up, not having read any of the others. Uh, he's a hilarious character and you get some good Batgirl stuff. Uh, you haven't been reading Batman Eternal, right? I haven't. I fell off it so like you've... rather soon and mm -hmm. I know what happens. I, I know okay. who the big bad is. Okay, so you have issue 51. 50 kind of threw you a curveball saying who the big bad was and it really isn't. Oh, it's not? Oh, then I don't know. Yeah, so th this really reveals who is kind of pushing the buttons. Um, awesome okay. stuff. Pick it up. If not, uh -huh, then wait for the collected editions because... That's what I'm doing. Okay, good. And then Future's End 47. I had mentioned 46 last week. Uh, if you are a big Batman Beyond fan, I highly suggest you pick this issue up because it sets up all new Batman Beyond stuff, the new ongoing that's going to be coming up. Um, it's it's a big deal because it's a well-known character that takes over the mantle. So, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's going to do it for us this week. We went through a lot of books. Yes. Uh, but it, it was a big week, you know? Yeah. yeah, definitely. A lot of the good books came out. Next week is supposed to be, like, terrible. Like, there, isn't next week, like, a big week? Yeah, it's another big week. Fantastic. Well, you can tune in next week to catch us talking about all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we got a lot of excellent feedback, again, like even with uh, the audio issues last week. But we want to know like what you guys are thinking about the show. Um, if you have any suggestions that you know you want us to read or you know, we'd like to feedback on how you think that the show is going, um, you can reach us at Backup Stories on Twitter. You can leave a comment on the YouTube page. Mm -hmm. uh, my personal Twitter is at Jorok, J-O-R-O-A-K, Rob. And I'm at Dusk1020. You can find us each week as co-hosts on the Talking Games podcast. You mm -hmm. can follow us over there at Talking underscore Games. We're part of Talking Comics, uh, TalkingComics.com. You can follow them over at Talking Comics. That's going to do it for us this week. Have a good one.